0: Come on in. Join me. Let's talk. Let's talk about your health. Let's talk about how do you get through things. Let's talk about how do you deal with your kids, your significant other, your job. What do you do when your health is failing, but you're still struggling to move forward? Well, let's talk and understand from multiple perspectives. Come on in. Health and Triumph, the Struggle to Overcome. And we will overcome together. Hey, we're back once again. So what do we want to talk about today? Short conversation. It was the holiday week. On vacation, still enjoying it. Let's talk about how people assume you're okay. I mean, even people that know if you have a health condition... And it could be everyday health condition, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, you know. Or it could be a more serious condition, cancer, uh, and a number of other things. And then they look at you and they say, you look good. And you say to yourself, thank you, it's a compliment. But then they take those words and add those actions, add the actions to it. Like, Hey, you look good. When you just came home from the hospital, the whole family was taking out the trash. That used to be your job. Now it's your job again because you look good. They don't say it's your job again, but they leave the stuff there for you. And you're saying to yourself, okay, I just came back. I'm supposed to be resting. Other people can do this, but other people don't do it. They leave it for you. And they do it because... You look like you're healthy. Or other jobs, like taking rides someplace, going to stores, little store knick-knack stuff, picking them up from work, um, walking somewhere if you don't have a vehicle. Because you look good. So people take that look good and then decide that you must feel good. And then they run with it. And my only question to that is, do the visual take over the sensible? Like, you just acknowledge that that person is physically hampered with things. But because they look good, you think they can accomplish things for you or for other people when they may even be having a problem accomplishing things for themselves. So looks are always deceiving. And sometimes, when people look at things, they project what they think. But if a person is sick, and you know a person is sick, and any conditions I just mentioned in the beginning, you're going to carry them chains for a lifetime. You know, you may have it in control, but you also know it, it could at any time not be in control. So it's always going to be a effect on your body. Let the person that's actually carrying them chains decide what you can do, what they can do, what they can't do, how they can do it, when they can do it, and what reason is important for them to do it. A lot of people don't do that. I don't get it. I never understand it. I can't um, really abide by it. It's just ridiculous if you ask me. Stop looking at people and thinking they okay now, and you decided they okay now. You're not their doctor. You're not that person. Stop doing it. So this is more so for the um, family people that deal with somebody with the debilitating condition. Now for that person, you've got to speak up. Like Nobody wants to be upset with people. Nobody wants to um, just go off on people. But you do have to get your point across. If you're sitting down there and you're saying you physically hampered and you can't do stuff and people keep presenting you with the same challenges that you said you have a hard time doing at this point, you have to reiterate your position on it. Like, I can't do this shit. I can't do it. You have to do it. And this is what makes families work. This is why... You have to teach people in your family, even if it's your significant other. And listen, a family is a collection of people. And yes, we all have responsibilities. But if somebody is unable to do their responsibility, the other one is supposed to help out. That's how families work. If you can't do that within your family and help each other out, then you don't need to be around each other because you need to do stuff on your own. They need to do stuff on their own because you can still be a family, just be apart. And I know it sounds cold-blooded the way I say it, but I'm just, through experiences and then watching people and how they think, they're never going to know what you feel no matter how, how you explain it. So you just have to set those boundaries and say, listen, this is unacceptable. This is not going to happen. We're not going to do that. So I've been saying these nice little thoughts about, you know, health. And then I've been going on a rant about stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to rant on something today. Today, I'm going to rant on the fact that why does it take so long to get a part for your car? You know. I'm sitting down here and I'm waiting for a part to come from my car. And um, I just have to wait for it. You can't get the part from, they tell you the part breaks all the time. It's an easy fix. But you can't get the part. So if the part breaks all the time and you use it in multiple different, because it's one of those universal parts for, um, I have a Ford. So it's the uh, Coolant Reservoir. So they use it in like a couple different models. I have a Jeep. If you know that it breaks all the time, they're notorious for breaking the plastic. Then why isn't it a whole bunch of them in stock? Or no, I take that back. I guess they were in stock because none of the parts stores have them too. So they, they, they are being honest when they say they break all the time. So I guess... None of the stores have it because they break all the time. But you would expect a dealer to be able to, to be able to supply one, um, have a plethora of them in stock, but they don't. So anybody that owns a car knows around the holiday is the worst time for your car to go down. It just seems like everybody car breaks near the holiday, so it's always a long waiting list to. Um, get the portion, get something done. But I'm not even waiting to get something done. It's one of the easiest jobs, and trust me, I do not do stuff under the car when I was younger, before they put the engine in sideways. And a lot of older people will understand what I say, sideways. I would go in there and I would do certain things. Like, it was fun figuring it out, being told, being shown, hey, you can save some money. But now, you just can't reach anything i mean i actually opened up the um, hood and i said okay i can use the car for a while let me just put the antifreeze directly in the radiator couldn't find a cap for the radiator never looked for had a car for years never even looked for it never have reasons reason to don't even know where the radiator is at in the car i know it is a radiator in the car but i also realized that the fluid is taking directly from the tank and through the radiator. So, either it doesn't store up a lot once it hits inside the car in the radiator portion of it, and it mostly drives the fluid through that tube to the radiator, to the engine, you know, or it's bone dry. I think it drives most of the fluid from that um, reservoir, which, okay, it never used to do that either. They make these cars so you can't repair everything. And they also make certain parts, so it has to be replaced at a high level. Um, I just don't understand why they don't have the parts on demand. But then again, it could be the holiday, and that could have slowed everything up. But that's my little rant. These cars today, they're so complicated. You can't do anything yourself. Even the damn tires don't last like you used to. I remember I used to leave tires on for years with no ball and, you know, uh, if you could have a million nails almost penetrate the tire, they never would, but now this cheap stuff, you know, you need new tires every three years. And that's not an accident. You know, they gotta make money from these cars being fixed. They employ people, I understand. They're not mechanics anymore, they're really technicians, but why is everything so costly and easy to um, easy to mess up or have to be replaced? Even brakes, now of course we help that along because we don't get the factory brakes. If you get the factory brakes, the shit will last like three years. If you get the cheap brakes, which a lot of people do, well, they're cheap brakes. You'll be back in there next year. Or I can't even say they're cheap brakes. They're not the factory brakes, so you'll be in there a year later. You know, pay the extra money for the, the recommended parts for your vehicle, which is why I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the recommended part for my vehicle. But I'm going to end that rant because it's not really a rant. uh it's just an inconvenience cars are a blessing especially um when you need them and you got to make stops and get around but the bad thing about cars is that you tend to get dependent on them people around you tend to get dependent on them and they expect you to do certain things and a car will make you lazy you'll take a car ride to the store where you can walk three blocks. And I think when we talk about health those three blocks are important. Those little steps maybe it'll change what you eat because you got to walk and go get it. There's a lot of factors that go involved that get involved in this. But that's just my little rant for the day. I'm not even as emotional it's been a good week. I'm not even as, as emotional as I was talking about other things. So I look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, we will try to bring guests on next week. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but we're going to attempt it. So I look forward to talking to you.